Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Tom Cruise's Stuffed Tidy Whitey. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Do you think they're your friends? They're not your friends. Do you really think she'll be there when things go bad? Huh? When things go wrong? You think again. Fucking Denise. Denise the Peace. Oh, you're going to give me that cherry pie, sweet mama baby. I, I, I don't know where to put things, you know? I, I, I really do have love to give. I just don't know where to put it. You don't know how stupid I am. It's okay. You know how crazy I am. It's okay. I got troubles, okay? I'll take everything at face value. I'll be a good listener. I started this, didn't I? I did a... Oh, fuck. Whatever it is, just say it. You'll see. You want to you wanna kiss me, Jim? Yes, I do. Cue that theme song. Respect the cock. And tame the cock. I'm sick. Stay that way. I'm sick of love. You seem the sort of person who confuses the two. That's right. That's the first time you've been right. I confuse the two, and I don't care. I am the one who's in charge. I am the one who says yes, no, now, here. Uh, I'm telling you this, uh, this I've never told anyone. Uh, I, I didn't love him, but but now, you know, I, I know I'm in that will. I mean, we're all there together. We made that fucking thing and all the money I get, and, and I, don't, I don't want it because I love him so much now. I fall in love with him now for real as he's dying, and... I'm quietly judging you. All right. Ooh, that was raspy today. Hi there. Welcome to this episode. Tonight, today, this afternoon, we're going back to 1999, which is a pretty renowned year for movies once again. And I know someone's going to talk about what movies uh, were up for awards that year because it was pretty big. But one of them, P.T. Anderson Month continues, Magnolia. 99, follow-up to uh, Boogie Nights. And for this one, the studio said, uh, Boogie Nights was so fucking good, dude. You can just have as much money as you want and do whatever you want. Here you go. I don't care. I don't want to see any cuts, nothing. Just make a movie and bring it back all solid. And Magnolia was the result. Um, Bit of an ensemble cast once again. Uh, We got Tom Cruise. Uh, we got Melinda Dillon, Philip Baker Hall, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jeremy Blackman, Bill Macy, Alfred Molina, Julianne Moore, John C. Riley. I think Thomas Jane might have been in this, but I don't remember him whatsoever. I don't um, Julianne Moore, did I say? John C. Riley? Did I get all that stuff in there? There's a lot that of people. Was, I Pat, think you got everybody. Patton Pat Oswalt, Oswalt makes a little bit of a Felicity Huffman. Yeah, that's right. She's on the show, right? Some kid actors. Like, there's a lot. Luis uh, Guzman. Yeah. Everybody but everyone from Boogie Nights was in this, but Brent pointed out, except for Don Cheadle. He was like the only one. And Mark Wahlberg and um, Roller Girl. What's uh, The girl who plays Claudia is the girl who um, marries uh, Don Cheadle in uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah, that's right. We we didn't recognize her. We couldn't couldn't recognize her at first. Yeah, it's tough. That Her name was Jessie in Boogie Nights. 
That's right. She seems like she's like a million times older in this movie. She seems so young in Boogie Nights. I, I mean, I guess Walters, that's yeah. makeup and, and hair and stuff, but she seemed like yeah. a baby, like just two years previous. Um, so this flick came out in 99, made for about th- just around 40 million, didn't bring in too much more at the box office, probably because its runtime is fucking long 188 minutes a little over three hours three, three hours, hours and eight minutes yeah yeah somewhere right in that wheelhouse oh, and what's this movie about i don't know like shit there are at least 10 characters that we follow in this movie um and i guess at the end of the day this is a, a movie that has a lot of um information about just life and guilt and suffering and Maybe happiness and honesty. Some kind of themes uh, line out throughout this, but this is not a typical movie um, at all. I think it's about the interconnectedness of uh, human beings, and it's also the that there's something bigger in the world that that is controlling things. That that things are not coincidences, but they happen for reasons or fate. It's uh, it's got a mystique to it, and it's got, it bookends it with the uh, stories in the beginning, and then the voiceover at the end, talking about uh, those types of things. Yeah, um, because okay, some of the yeah, things me and Brent were calling out too. as coincidences, we were gonna, we were like, I was like, oh wait a second, what what a big coincidence is this? And Brent was like, but they set that up in the beginning of the movie, so you can't really call them out for that. Because PT sets that all up. So anything that seems very coincidental is um, that is the um, the basis of the whole beginning of the story. That coincidences happen all the time. Yeah, and that they mean something and that we can't ignore them and all of these things. So uh, so it allows for because like the I think the the incident was when Tom Cruise was talking to the reporter ab- about his mother and his father. And the moment that he and her break from that meeting, the phone is handed to him and it's someone to talk to him about his father. And I was like, that's pretty good coincidence. And then he finds like, yeah, they set that up. And I was like, shit. <laughs> okay, they did. They do. So, Stuff like that to me sometimes feels like it's kind of cheap. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, it, I, if, but if you someone... need it for something like this because it's extraordinary, right? So you kind of do need that element you know, that, that pre-log right but Where i think like, he sets it up good enough that you that it doesn't seem cheap it seems um it seems you know relevant into the story and makes a lot of sense and stuff i don't yeah, think everything. it makes the coincidences any more okay to show a bunch of coincidences and like stories you wouldn't believe but it was a story actually, of, about coincidences is what it, that's what it says at the beginning this is a story about like crazy coincidences I yeah mean, you have I think crazy there are crazy I think there are crazy coincidences in this movie but there is no meaning behind the coincidences that I see it's it's random shit that happens while these people suffer and learn things about themselves I guess and ultimately like how fucked a feeling like guilt is and um and then just some other crazy fucked up shit that happens. Well, yeah. he, he does a very similar thing that he does in Boogie Nights where he creates all of these characters who have flaws. I think the one th- kind of theme that I really felt this time was the overwhelming loneliness that each person had. In Boogie Nights, some of the characters weren't, you know, lonely. But in this one, everyone is. 
Yes. They all feel well, like disconnected yes. from one another. And, uh, and it, but the movie's about how they're all connected and they don't know. And Boogie Nights, there's a, there's like, seems to be focused on mom stuff, mom issues. Um, this one's big time father issues. There's like pretty That's much every true. character is dealing with a father thing, right? Stanley yep. right through to Frank. Yeah, so. that's very true. And the, the yeah, you're or right, a son nice thing was. on the other side of it, right? Except for I guess Claudia, um, who, who for her it's her dad. Yeah, but funny enough, she's she's the one the whole movie is written around. I saw a thing with 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 uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. He says uh, he says he heard someone say that line where it was, "Now that you've met me, um, would you object to never seeing me again?" And he was like, "That's amazing. I'm gonna steal that and write a movie around it." And so that's that's where the movie came from. Oh, um, that's really cool. I never heard that before. Yeah, super interesting, man. It's it's also like shown me kind of how amazingly creative and how like efficient a writer he is that he can I mean, craft such a such a dense and like thematic and like this is an opera kind of if you consider all the coincidence and everything that goes on. I mean, unless you consider that an opportunity for ease, I don't know what's your thoughts well, on that. It just, is that, is I that mean, easy to just throw in coincidence everywhere and then the intermediate of this story doesn't seem like a like an artist? Everything is like connected, even in later scenes where we see people driving in traffic and it's showing Julianne Moore in the, in the, uh, ambulance. the ambulance and then pans over to what's-his-name's wife. Yeah. Who's driving to see her daughter? Like that's not. I mean, that is a coincidence, but that doesn't feel as like in my face. Like, oh, I can't believe that happened, kind of thing. So, some of the coincidences that happen that connect people aren't like story destroying coincidences. Um, I don't think that's the problem with with the movie is the coincidences. That doesn't bother me at all. In fact, like I'm, I accept the coincidences as they happen throughout because I know he's trying to weave things together. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was, uh, like him taking an easy way out. I think he just wrote some strange things like the frogs in that like don't necessarily have a clear message unless you're going to like look up scripture and, and all the shit that people write on the internet about this movie, trying to make sense of it, which I don't know if, if it's ever been confirmed or denied, but like the frogs falling at the end as an example is just a crazy thing that happens. Yeah. Well, like, no meaning to, as far as I can tell like except to just reinforce the randomness of everything once again yeah, what I saw was that it was just like <clears throat> it was it was the frogs were falling basically just as like a crescendo to everyone's like emotion right like they're everyone's emotional peak everyone is like hitting that spot and the frogs fall it's just kind of like you know, along with the song, it's just kind of shows like that harmony and that thing happening at that moment or whatever. For, so. for me, the frogs bring them all together because the thing that the frogs do is everybody is so self-centered and egocentric and and so worried about themselves and their own problems. And the frogs, to me, connect them all in the way that they all realize that like they're this, that the universe is this massive place and they're just a cog in it. And they've like, and it, it wakes them up from their, you know, their um, narcissism, all of them at the exact same time and, and at the exact same moment. That's, that's kind of how it feels to me. I have, a, have an ending for a script idea that I'll tell you guys about, not on the podcast because I don't want to air it because I really like it. 
but it would do the same thing. It would be where all these characters would have these chaotic problems, and then this bigger thing happens that overshadows those problems and like Such changes. Their, it's a it's a perspective shift. Their perspective mm -hmm. all shifts from that moment on, yeah. and uh, and all of them are living in that same area, so all of them experience it like simultaneously. So there is something wonderful about that. And it's the same with the song. He does the same thing with the song where they all sing. And I love how subtle it is watching it again this time because it doesn't seem like it's going to be that. Because Claudia doesn't sing the first line when she's she's blast, bl blasting, blowing another line of coke, <laughs> blasting whales. The first line she doesn't sing and then she kind of eased back on the couch and then sings the second line and then and then it moves from character to character. So he has that great um, he has that great thing with the music and the way the camera whips sometimes to each character and he's always mm -hmm. like blending everybody in. The only, only, only problem is he needed an editor to come in and fix this fucking thing because it's too long. A lot of these scenes can be cut in half to be half the length they are. A perfect example is the Jason Wobarge monologue. There is no way, reason we have to start that monologue way before his point. Like, get to the fucking point. There is a lot of that in this. <clears throat> it's too long. Uh, agreed. It's it's very long. And and uh, the, um, the kid and the worm and all of that stuff could be cut completely other than maybe showing the kid a couple of times. But like where he gets the yeah. gun, where he helps Julianne Moore, and when he like maybe like Brent and me were saying, Brent was like, you could cut the rap completely, and just yeah, have well, like the kid outside. Unfortunately, I couldn't make sense of it. Like he's sitting there telling him, like I gave you the answer, and I, as the audience, I'm like, oh fuck. And then I went back and I listened to it again, and I was like, no, I don't get it. I'd have to write this down, then I'd have to study it after watching <laughs> the movie to see if it actually did what it said. But and after reading the lyrics, it it. It, 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 it does take like interpretation so yeah but all that all, all that stuff all the stuff with the worm and the them saying is his name the worm is his name all of that stuff goes Brent said you just could leave the little bit when the kid he comes out and the little kid talks to him but you cut that really quickly is that and true then, Brent did you say that do you know what I said I said that Wow. He did. Well, because I said you should cut the kid completely other than the, exp the the thing between him and Julianne Moore. Just some random kid finds her. Just some like street yeah. kid. And he steals her money and he calls... Well, you don't need any of that other stuff. All that other stuff could be gonzo. The thing, I, the thing I like about him being in there without the rap is that it is... They are all such short little pieces, right? Like you see him come out I think it adds a nice character note also to John C. Riley that he comes out and he's like, like when would you as a cop that just like found a dead body and you come out in a neighborhood kids, like I know who did it. Would you just constantly dismiss him like that? Like, no, I mean, there's some, uh, he's a weird guy though. So he's a weird guy. So and, he gets a pass on that particular thing. Oh no, but I I'm not saying it. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's like the problem with the movie. I'm saying like with the character, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what um, I mean too. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no. So yeah, the kid there, he meets him. Uh, the second thing is he, the kid grabs the gun, right? That uh, he drops, and then the third thing is, is that he goes in the car and steals the money from Julianne Moore, and then calls nine one one. Like I like that, and there's also a balance to his character. Then, right? You see in the mm -hmm. beginning that he has like he's like seems like this benevolent little kid. He wants to give this information up. That seems counter 
uh, what we would usually see of a neighborhood kid, right? Then he takes the cop's gun, um, and then he steals money from Julianne Moore, but he also saves her life. He didn't and take the, the cop's end, gun. That was the guy, the hooded no, figure. No, that was the kid. The, the little kid, kid grabs it. it. And the hood figure later runs away. But the kid grabbed it right away and took off. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, and then okay. at the end, we find out that the kid threw the gun away because the storm Well, he threw it, it in into with the, frog the frogs. pond. Yeah. yeah, he threw it in the pond. So, like, that in itself, too, is a is a is a positive move, right? That gun's like that kid's go, kind though. of like a like a chaotic little fucking uh, agent of good. I would also remove immediately the gun landing by the frogs because, like, it had stopped spitting frogs a long time ago, and a gun's heavier than a frog, and it just doesn't need to be there. Who gives a shit about the gun? And the yeah. second thing is the the zoom in to the the thing where it says this really did happen or something completely unnecessary like stupid and unnecessary Qu- I was easy about cut that today i might be okay with it uh, it's it's no. just wh- who cares why put that in there let the audience I, wonder if it really happened why do you have to put words in there like it may as well be it may as well be voiceover it may as well be like written on the bottom of the screen like who cares if he zooms into the photo or whatever does it practically yeah. just get it out of there it, it well, um it bugged me because it was a fourth wall break. Sorry, John. Um, yeah, but I don't like. I don't think any like something kind of like that maybe has happened where some like frogs or whatever were thrown because of a tornado or some shit. But I don't think like anything like this in the movie has ever been documented. That it has happened. And it was it was in Vietnam. That's where you got the idea. A, tor- a, a hurricane or a like, tornado swept yeah. up a bunch of frogs. And it's and also spit mentioned them out. in the Bible somewhere. In, that well, well, a the, lot the, in the, the Bible. The it's not in the Bible. Yeah. So that that's another thing that internet people like seem to think there's some like link to Exodus eighty two, which is about a pharaoh wanting to smite people by like frogging their city to death. So. You'd have to again. You'd have to like pick Sounds this movie like apart in a way soup. that I'm just not. I'm just not interested in. And I do like. It, like I said, if that frog thing did happen, it was like nowhere near on this scale. Um, yeah, that like, I'd agree with. It, that's so. I just I didn't appreciate that this really did happen. I'm like bullshit. Like, don't take me out of it. Don't break that fourth wall in this way. I didn't like that. Well, and it's yeah, not I didn't like that because either. Stanley says when the frogs start falling, Stanley's in that library reading, and he smiles. He's the only one not fucking bothered by it. Yeah. And he says, he says, this happens. This is a thing that happens. Yeah. So you don't need the, but it did happen. The, but yeah. it did happen seems to tie to Claudia and the abuse, right? When it goes up to the picture and it shows like, like the broken girl and the, the text on the bottom, yeah. which to me also kind of excuses it because then it feels like her dialogue. Cause it looks like a piece that she created, um, that's personal to her. And she's like cowering at that moment and you go, you scroll down from the picture, right? So, I mean, I didn't like it. You could remove it and I'd never be sad, but I mean, there's yeah. my fucking plea for you. I also feel like you lose characters in the editing. Like they'll, they'll, we'll be gone from Julianne Moore for so long. Well, for every one of the characters, but we'll be gone for them for so long. I'll have forgotten that they were in the movie. Yeah. And it, it's because the scenes are too long in between. So there, there's no secondary characters. Everyone gets equal like time in this movie. And and so here's my deal is I, I think everyone's got at least one like killer scene. Everybody like Philip Seymour Hoffman and his his vulnerability and his compassion are like so palpable. It's mm-hmm. great. 
Um, I like Julianne Moore where she like um, tells her whole story and like starts freaking out to the lawyer guy or whatever and then tells him fuck you and leaves. Like that shit is all shocking. Um, everyone's re- scenes of regret are like so powerful and all the breakdowns and Tom Cruise crying on the old man's bed like near the end is like so raw and feels so real. Yeah. But but it's just all too much and I feel like there's like more than one movie in here or that entire sections of it could go and still hit me right in the feels like it does in some ways um, but I like I just really like by the I watched this had to watch this movie in two chunks just because I've, I've been doing some traveling for work and was tired as fuck so I watched the first two hours and 12 minutes of this and then felt like that was a good time to take a break and then when I came back to it today, I was just like, fuck, I hope the wrap up in this is worth what I've been through to get here. And that was like 2.12 in and it really doesn't pay off until like 2.45. Yeah, and which is the problem. Like if you you yeah. were just talking about some scenes, like simple, sim- simple edits would have been like, honestly, you just take every single scene and cut it in half. The scene like, where wh- she's asking for about hospice and stuff could be yeah. cut in half. And he gives her the, writes the prescription. The, the the scene all the all the drugstore with the lo- them looking at her and her looking at them and them looking at her and her looking at them and them looking at her and all of yeah. that could be cut you don't need it's way too over the top and pretentious like once again we get the point and he doesn't do this in boogie nights he does this no cuz he didn't have this. free reign to do whatever he wanted he didn't like, have he, final cut and he had final cut in this and he yeah. abused it in a really bad way we big time did this. He originally planned for this to be a short, like movie, and, a uh, little movie and then, originally and until then, he read yeah. the script, and then he said it was going to be three hours and seventeen minutes. Yeah, because he fell in love with his fucking characters. Yeah, yeah, and that's gotta be it, right? Like I think um, Quiz Kid Donnie Smith with William H Macy's whole shit could be cut, which means you also cut Alfred Molina and you cut you just cut him and what's his name. Um, John C. Riley, because him and what's her name hooking up together, are, that's a nice story and the way they talk about relationships and he's willing to accept her cokehead. Um, that's all good, but like Bill, Bill Macy stuff, while there are some good stuff and some raw scenes there, it ultimately, I just think that could go and you wouldn't miss anything out of the story. I agree. I, I feel like Bill, Bill I, as much as I like some of that stuff, that whole story could go. That whole section could go. And then you never see a John C. Wiley save him. That he just gets his car gets hit by frogs and that's it. And then he like drives home and he talks about being a cop or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you could get rid of all of that stuff. You're right. You need Here's to get a, rid of some stuff. Some stuff's got to go. I don't want to get rid of Donnie. I don't Well want then you gotta cut it down to like seriously cut it down to like half of one everything this can just is be cut the thing, down to half though, is that this movie is fantastic and intricate in the way that it is composed as far as like being like a a lot of characters and like not unraveling itself. Right. Yeah. Um, which fucking is a, is a feat in itself. And then you take, um, uh, you take these scenes that all these characters have. And like Colin's saying, you can trim down a bunch that, that when Julianne Moore's in the lawyer's office, like you can trim it, you can trim that one's Colin and you mentioned, like there are a number of scenes you can trim down. And I feel like in doing that, you don't lose a lot, right? You do have too much Donnie and fucking Vaughn, whatever his name is, that, that snarky guy that I love. That, that could be cut to one scene. You could get, there's four or five scenes. You could cut it to one. You, you should just yeah. have Donnie come in, that initial little thing where he gets upset, and then that snarky back and forth between them that sets him off. And then he's fucking, I got love to give. I don't know where to 
put it or whatever the fuck he says to Brad. I love you, Brad. And then that's it. You just fucking move on. I guess. See, that's the problem is so what he did was so brilliantly in Boogie Nights is he took a story like Billy, H, Billy Macy's story with his wife and he made it very short and quick and scant. The couple of little scenes where he catches her sleeping with someone and then the scenes where he... and But then he's intermixed into the movie and then he ends up shooting her at the end. But in this, we're now like with Bill Macy all by himself all of the time on this like whole journey. And he does a really bad mad job of managing it this time. He does not manage it well. He, do, you and think, without do you think a different central, actor could have done... No, it's not Done Macy. Justice? No, no, it's, no, not it's him PT. At all. P- he Macy's great. I love Macy. That's it's, why I no, hate I to say it. I just was go. wondering. No, yeah. sorry. It's it's Giamatti. Throw Giamatti in there. Is he, is it better? <gasps> no, you. We're not having ah. any fucking Merlot. <laughs> you, you just need you just need less of all of them. Every character needs less. You need you, because you stop learning about those characters once again and it starts getting it starts getting to the we're seeing them doing the yeah. same things over and over for long yeah. stretched out periods of time you don't like, need those tom cruise scenes to be as long either i think i, I was yes, thinking about it true. i wondered how much of his interview was necessary like if you wanted to show him a bit up on stage doing his thing because there's like i think that's like hilarious and he gets into that role so much um and like maybe from that that like glorious high pedestal he gets pulled down when he figures out about his dad and then we find out later that you know what what went on with his mom like they draw it takes so long to draw out of that interview with that lady because she asks some puffy questions and we get to watch some of that go down and I appreciate that she's setting him up for a big delivery but once she tries to deliver that line he just silently judges her for a long time and I'm like we could have moved through this a lot quicker as much as I love watching Tommy kill this role like he deserved the Oscar nod for this that he got because he crushes this yeah he does real good but it just it was too much like everything else in this movie was too much some of the discussions with Philip Seymour Hoffman and the the old guy in the bed like most of Julianne Moore stuff uh, unfortunately it's like Everybody, everybody had some stuff that that just needed to go, and I think I still would have got it. Yeah, like the Julianne Moore scenes could totally all be cut in half. Like all of the interactions she has with everybody. The stuff that you stick with is like the goods, and you don't... John's right. You don't get to the goods. Like you don't get to the scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman and her come together in those emotional moments. It takes way too long to get there. It takes yeah. way too... But once it gets there, it's so amazing. Yeah. You know, Seymour Hoffman's... The look on his face when it, they go to the reverse shot and, and he's got those... His tears are filled with eyes as she's talking to him. And, and, and oh, it's so good. Yeah, that, guy, that guy's amazing. Yeah. And she is too. She's amazing yeah. too. She was so he good almost in saves Schenectady, New York. He's so goddamn. Yeah, he's a good actor. Good. Um, and yeah. then all of the stuff with Bill Macy is good too. But once again, it takes too long to get to the goods. You got to get yeah, to the like goods his whole faster. love affair with the bartender. And as much as I love his banter with fucking what Rube, um, or no, his brother, <laughs> the doctor. Uh, as much as I love that. <laughs> It just gotta go. You got. It I does. thought there was gonna be a stronger tie between, like, but all he was mirroring, like, he, he was a grown-up version of the kid on the quiz show. Um, yeah, so I was we could torn see where that the was going. There. Yeah, like, 
Uh, so I was like, are they trying to like show him as a later version of what's coming for this kid that he lived through it or, or what the I deal is? So, yeah. Way yeah, too much then, game show too. Way, way, yeah, way, way too much too game much. show. And if, like way too much when they when they're doing those long things where something big is happening to each character, like he peed his pants and like come up here, Stanley. I don't want to come up, but Stanley's got to go up. Now oh, cut to ten wait. other stories, then come back. Are you come coming back up, Stanley? Still, no, Stanley. I still peed oh, my pants. I don't want to come up. Yeah, I, it's just like shut the fuck up, man, and like let's move on. And hit that ending is like here? like dad, I you got to be nicer to me. Go back to bed. Day. That that was I don't know. <laughs> It's not that some of these endings are 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 unsatisfying because that's that would d- that destroy the point of this movie where even the fucking child molester I can't remember fuck you pal um, doesn't get to kill himself which we all kind of secretly wanted um, yeah. and it's then so what? funny but me and Brent were shouting for anyway. it <laughs> so like but I guess it's all in the randomness and the kid like this is a thing he sees it happening and he's like this is a thing that happens I don't get that he was talking to us when he was saying that I think he was rationalizing. Yeah. and realize that crazy shit can happen. So totally. that's, he, then he gets up the gumption to say something to his dad. I was like, okay, um, okay, fine. Like, but but but, now we're but his father that. never changed. The, I no, like that doesn't. actually because the kid did change. The fact that he went to his father, yep. woke him up and said, "You gotta treat me better." That yeah. means he had an arc. The father didn't have an arc, so he just like go to bed. Or whatever. Yeah. Father's a, 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 a way peripheral character, anyways, right? He's there to just like put tension. He's not supposed to have an standard. arc, though. He's supposed to continue to be an asshole. That's now the saying, son yeah, has yeah. to like stick up to him. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I said in a different way. Yeah. Um. So you don't have to. I like that. I kind of like his ending. Like, and so another thing that makes sense and I like is when we find out why Claudia is so fucked up because she's so fucked up from the start and you don't know why so you question is she crazy and she's such a cokehead and oh my god and then you find out why and that's not satisfying in a like yay for her kind of way but like from a storytelling perspective that makes that all connect fine yeah. and and you were you had just gone through and felt compassion for that man because of his cancer and then you switched to like should have pulled the trigger a little sooner um yeah so like things what, like what that it, are satisfying but just getting there like a, by the time it happens I'm like so done with this is it, it sucks? So, it sucks that the climax at the end is so satisfying with most of the story closes. So like it almost, it almost redeems itself in those moments. But it's almost. Just, I it know was such it's, a slog to get there, to and it made me mad. It, it made me mad. Uh, I've always and so much of it this, I loved. I've always thought that this was better than Boogie Nights previously, and and now I can't believe I ever thought that. Yeah. Yeah, Boogie Nights is like, I used, well, I I used to this love movie. this movie. Like, I mean, not I'm not calling it for you or anything, but you like you more than anyone else were a huge supporter this and promoter. A, this of This was in my top ten for a long time. Yeah, the I messages are so powerful, it's and a the good and movie. the and the good acting is so well done. Like, it's it's hard to go against it because you want to love it, and and everybody kills it at least once. He just made a lot of mistakes in the way this is uh this is a perfect uh analogy for the kill the you kill your darlings. He could not kill scenes. He could not cut scenes. He couldn't cut even like small like there was a whole worm story with the kid and his father yeah. where they meet somebody and he cut all that. But like there was Thank so you. much more there was so much more to cut in this that he missed. Um and uh it was just in a big way for this is a huge movie uh it's a a really big movie with like the fact he even got tom cruise to be in this movie 
was like Tom a huge Cruise deal. Asked. That which is awesome that Tom Cruise asked. Of course, everybody yeah, wanted to work with this guy said, after Boogie Nights. After Boogie Nights, apparently he was like such a big fan. He was like, you know, please put me in your next movie. Yeah, fuck yeah! Everyone probably wanted to be in it. Um, I don't, it's it's I love that he does what Tarantino does and um, and some other people where they like they have like a stable of people that they love working with and then they make movies with them like I like seeing like I Adam like Sandler different art done with <laughs> exactly <laughs> like Adam Sandler, exactly no. that's a bad example I think sorry but, uh, great great example <laughs> well uh, another one to be forget Anderson. what I said yeah, no, I take keep, it all back. Keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Wes Anderson just... too. Wes Anderson. Adam too. Sandler, be damned. Wes yeah. Anderson. Great, great, great. Less, less, more of those. Uh, less the other things. Rob um, Zombie. Rob. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is yeah, true. It is true. His wife. I've never is seen a Rob horrible. Zombie movie one, not one time. Good. Don't. Oh, they're they're terrible. Yeah, they're absolutely fucking terrible. He redid Halloween twice. It's a whole different fucking uh, experience. Just absolute garbage. Anyways, yeah. Um, forgot that whole. There are good ones. Point. There are good ensemble approaches. Yes, there are. There are good ensembles to that. Anyways, yeah. I just like. Yeah, thank you. I just like that he does that. It's it to me. It feels like, like you expect a better product because these guys have that experience. They've worked together, um, and we've already seen it work brilliantly with fucking Boogie Nights. Um, and then Paul Thomas Anderson brings the same you know, people back and uh, they do another movie. I think I'd watch that most times, man. Just, just seeing that they were together I, again. I don't disagree at all. Like when this is clicking on all cylinders and like some of the fun cuts from one scene to another that contains some humor. Um, uh, and like, but, but Colin, I think the biggest thing that Colin said that's really resonating with me now is, is he's like, once it cuts back to a scene with a character, you've forgotten that they were even in the movie. And that's a big that's a big problem. Um, I think they've forgotten. It's hard to get over. Become attached. You become I, involved I, with the yeah, scene at play. Right. You do. You do. And like just right now at this point in my life, th- th- there's such a high propensity for people I know in, in this general age range and, and like around the 40s area for like all the guilt and whatever that's happened in their life. You really see it affecting people by now. And so like it, that that's what's so raw and so relatable in this movie that the people who struggle with relationships or with like things that happened in their past. And then they feel like they're not worthy of, of love in the future. And they like, they self-sabotage even without knowing it. And, um, and then we're all just human and we're all trying our best and we have no idea what's going on or how to do this. Like those themes are so real and raw to me. Like it's part of the reason of, of like why I give this movie a lot of credence in terms of like what it's trying to tell us at the end of the day that I love that stuff more than, the coincidences that tie things together at the end of the day. I didn't, I don't know that I like, I guess it gives them being an interesting angle, but because coincidences ultimately don't pay off into things, it's either the people worked out if they repented or didn't, if they, if they don't, right. They, the, the guy who won't admit that he molested his daughter, even though he obviously did never yeah. admits it like not out loud anyway. So he gets like, he gets his comeuppance and he has to suffer out his days. And then other people do find the love because they don't give up on each other. Like all that stuff is, is really raw and real. And I really like it. I really, really do. I don't think this is a Humpty Dumpty at all. It is not a Humpty Dumpty. It's definitely not a Humpty Dumpty, but yeah. Um, the other thing was, is what did you guys think of the opening? Cause it, it's about 13 Hold minutes. On. Can until I, I'll... can I make one quick comment on what John was saying? I'll lose it otherwise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just about, um, 
just about the the coincidences and all that stuff. So what I kind of came to think about, because I used to think the movie was about those consequences. Yeah. But now I think that they are just a delivery device for the philosophy, right? Which which you were alluding to is like definitely like like the thematic elements and and the the point behind it, right? Like what is the yeah. subtext in this movie? Yeah. And I think that those coincidences just kind of like kind of just elegantly weave together these people so we can see this like dynamic yeah. multi-sided uh, approach to to the you know to that final uh, point that he's trying to deliver to us so yeah that's I, uh, why i don't hate the coincidences because they're not main plot points yeah it's just it's the, it's things that happen that tie us together like the fact that he used frogs it's just weird but that doesn't ruin anything it's about that it got him and Donnie together and that that gave him the realization that he had to go tell her he's not going to quit on her. Yeah. Right. Like, so all, like, it's fine that, that, that part of it is fine. And I, and I get it. I get the, uh, the tying it together piece you're saying too. That makes total sense. Yeah. But, I guess it just, it always felt to me like the, like the, it was just a bigger part of the movie before. I guess I, I had a reveal this time for me. Hmm. What did you guys think of the, uh, the, the opening with the, the, the prologue and all of that? It's, I thought, I mean, it was interesting, kind of fun, but ultimately, I mean, even though they come full circle at the end, um, I don't, I don't think it was necessary because I didn't need that to soften the fact that coincidences were going to be happening in this movie. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I, I think you mean you could have taken all of that out? Is, I think is so. that where some editing could have yeah, happened if you would have removed I don't all see of how that it beginning? Adds I don't see it has any uh, how it adds any like real value. Fuck yeah, it's, you know what? That is very interesting. You could that's a that's a huge chunk of that's a then, big chunk of time. It's like 7 or 8 minutes. Yeah, then the voiceover would go and the voiceover at the end and at the end just, would go too, yeah. Yeah, cuz he's like so there you have it. Crazy things can happen and people live yeah, on. It's you're like right, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, it uh, I don't know because he the storyteller is not like doesn't tell any of the other story as it goes on. He mm-hmm. just comes in at the start and then again at the end. I don't know. It feels almost like he he tacked it in there to feel like to set. I don't know. Like Brent, I think Brenter maybe it was you, Colin said it was like set up the coincidences to happen throughout the movie. And I agree, it did that. It definitely got. That's where it put my brain. Um, but I don't think I needed it to set up that those would happen. It would just be these people are all in a community so the fact that they keep running into each other or are in some way connected is 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 fine like in like tom cruise with his dad like maybe tom cruise wasn't in the area he was somewhere else just in los angeles so like and then he I, I came to see his I, dad so it's not a, that big a coincidence i feel like it i feel like it um would make this movie extra challenging to sit through if you weren't aware um of the of the of the prelogue, right? Hmm. Where he says like this is about coincidences, and here are some examples which aren't real, but they just illustrate to us how coincidence can happen. Yeah, and then um, and then we move forward to the movie so that when we reach points like where Colin says out loud, like give me a fucking break, like that's a pretty big coincidence. Like those are the moments that I was talking about uh, previously where that takes me out of a movie, like that fuck it moment, right? Yeah, yeah. You've seen something that just appears too unrealistic or too out of place. And it ruins your immersion. Um, I don't think it's the same here. I, see, I don't know. I was thinking if it happened once, then you might go like, what the fuck coincidence? Like they pull it out of nowhere just to lazily write the end of a movie. Something like that would be bullshit. But that it, it's happening all movie in this. 
there's constantly things happening. Well, not constantly, but once the movie reaches a certain point, you start to see the threads that were going in between. So when the, when something happens to bring them together, I don't think I'd be like, oh, that's a stupid coincidence. Enough you of it really goes like on. to watch yeah, it again way- and show someone brand new, but take the beginning out. The way, because yeah. the way he directs it, it's and it's like this floating thing in between the consciousness of all these different people and everything going on, and it's interconnected. So I don't think the coincidences would be a big deal without that, yeah. because you would just understand just inherently based on the writing and the directing that this is what it's about without him having this big long thing telling us yeah. what it's about. Because That's, the directing is good enough, the writing is good enough, and the acting is good enough without it. Yeah, that, that's, <clears throat> that's kind of how point. I feel, but I don't know. Like maybe, maybe Brent's right, and I would be like annoyed with those things a bit more if it hadn't I don't been know. done in such a. And if it was shorter, <laughs> not only would it be shorter by that eight minutes chunk, but if you once again cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. Oh my god! You I mean, so you much. you could take a month going there and take a month and chop this bitch up. This would yeah. not be a quick edit. You would, I, you would have to really find the spots. Well, version one, you just have to tighten everything that's there now. Then version mm-hmm. two, you'd have to seriously reduce certain characters. Then cut three, you'd have to take certain characters really out and see how that flows. So you'd, you'd spend forever trying to get through that. That's why I'm it. saying like a, you'd lock yourself yeah, into an editing room for like a fucking month. And yeah, uh, yeah you're right. You would you would find a better movie in here. They did that with American Beauty, although I said that didn't hold up. But at the time when I first saw it, I thought it did. And they edited a, they changed that whole story very drastically by the edit. So yeah, and for the for the better. So you definitely could do some things here. Hmm. I'm not saying that you couldn't have that in there, but I'm th- I think it's a very in- interesting idea to take out the beginning. You said Similar. Humpty Dumpty, though, and usually that statement is reserved for things that are um, broken. Oh, though this is not a Humpty Dumpty, I said. I know, but you usually only would make that statement, right? Oh, it's broken. Because like, you think it's... you think it's How bad do you think? Oh, it's broken. It's broken badly. Oh, Jesus, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were here. I thought we were like, yeah, this movie's too long. Things can be cut. And then you're like, oh, no, this movie is bad. This movie busted up real good. Well, no, it so is. So what else? It's, clearly, it's what else? clearly too long. The whole thing we talk about when we say Humpty Dumpty is that usually a movie is too long. It's always a movie is too long if it's a Humpty Dumpty. It's never no, anything it could else. Also be, yeah, it could be a ton of other shit. It could be like storyline mismatch or fucking misdirection. Uh, things out of place. That's the same that's thing true. I just you said. can rearrange it and stuff. That's fair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And for normally, the most but part, my my statement wasn't wrong. regarding that. It was more about like if you make the statement, um, you could fix this. That means something's broken. So like your statement by even bringing it up to me indicates that you're saying this movie maybe does not hold up. Oh yeah, I'm definitely feeling like I'm leaning in that direction. Really. It's just too long, man. You can't you can't do that to us. Like John's right. It's the payoff. Another perfect example of someone who did this recently is Tarantino. The end of that movie, that Californian movie, that LA movie, is great. It's awesome. It's exciting. It's crazy. It's funny. But guess what? I can't wait two and a two and a half fucking hours for it. I can't wait two and a half hours for that ending. You fucking blew it, Tarantino. But but you blew it. Yeah. 
he definitely blew it. But that movie suffers right in the whole fucking story. Yeah, like, you're right. This is a much better movie than that. Like, movie think about by this like movie. A million this movie, times. the scenes are all meaningful and well acted and well written. Yep. Right. Like, think of something you don't enjoy that happened in this movie. Nothing. No, it's everything, man. Right from Julianne Moore at the fucking pharmacy where she tells that guy off. Like, I like I love. I love so much of this movie. I agree. You like shorten some scenes and stuff, but the scenes and the story as a whole, I find like those are, those are good elements, man. I find I, that those work. Do they not? I'm much closer leaning to your statement on like that. All of the, like I like all the parts of this. It's, it's, this is a really hard for movie for me to review because if I think of any one character's thread and how those scenes were directed and tied together, like, that most of it, like while it feels like it could have been tightened, all of it feels like it's right. And and I, like I said, I I sympathize and empathize, and this the the, the themes really get me. It, but all of it together, it's like so big, it's too big, and it makes it kind of like meander. I wish it was like two movies. Like I think you could have pulled two movies out of this, and had like really yeah. interested, well acted movies maybe. See, I don't think I'd want that, though, because I'd, the point of this isn't to have different stories. The point of this is the integration. So I in the in that element, I agree it's too long, but I wouldn't want two movies out of this. I would want, I wouldn't do that either. I'm the same. I'm I'm on the same with you on this. I, I want this to be one movie and I, I just want it to work. Yeah. I want the it I want the work. movie he originally intended. I want all of these still people, all of these characters still. But I want that shorter movie. Yeah, I want I mean, that. Really, I want that shorter, more fierce, like totally integrated, uh, just craziness. I think he edited for performance, which is too bad because he didn't edit for the story. He edited. He wanted the, every performance that was good, every little line that was good, every scene, piece of a scene that was good. He wanted to keep in. There's so much good. It's I like. I don't begrudge yeah. his decision. But there's so there's there's hard. there's stuff that's really good, and then there's stuff that's amazing. And the problem is, is you you got to just leave in the amazing, and you can't keep with a movie this long. You can't keep in the very good. The very good goes. Is that a good scene? Yeah, but is it too? Even the beginning with Marcy, all of that is good. The performance between Marcy and William H and the cop are, is all good. But but it's too long. Like yeah. the, there's a body in the closet. That's what the scene's about. He finds a body in the closet. Let's get to it. Like yeah. you definitely cut the, the whole body part the where she's at the police station. Yeah. No, no, no. I just mean that you're absolutely anything that has anything to do with the worm or even the name worm is cut. The yeah, name yeah. Worm should never be in this movie because Worm's not in this movie and never goes anywhere. So don't. Yeah, it's not a. Why are you putting mystery. that out there? No. No. Yeah. So all of that would go, but I'm just saying the scene between Riley and Marcy cut in half. Get to the body quicker, and every yeah, yeah. scene forward cut in half, cut in half, cut in like half. Like she goes and then to snort coke, and then you cut, and then you go do four other scenes, and then you come back, and she's getting back from the bathroom having done coke. And it's like fucking hell. Too much. It's too much. Yeah. It just needed to happen quicker. The beauty and the amazingness that's in here just like how long was she cleaning up that place while he was banging on the door with the music and she was yeah. screaming, I'm coming or whatever. That was way too long too. She should have turned off the music, went and opened the fucking door and like and then like wiped her nose and let him in. Like why <laughs> why are we wasting time watching all of that? 
it, this is so drawn out and that's where the pretentiousness comes in is because yeah. he thinks his stuff is so great he can't edit it properly that's pretentious well <laughs> I I would just say he didn't edit it properly. All the stuff you were assuming that he's too pretentious, I don't it know. Is. But maybe no. it's maybe when it you is. cannot <laughs> when you cannot kill your dar- darlings, that's because you're pretentious and you're like, but everything I do is gold. What about the and oral that surgery? Is the though? Coke. I think it's because you're sensitive. PT, that's the cocaine. <laughs> the, or, the oral you surgery. You and Tarantino both like your cocaine, and uh, you must have done a lot of cocaine on this movie, because uh, uh, yeah. It is, yeah. it is, you could not cut a goddamn thing. Yeah. They should right. never give him final Mu- cut. If they did not give him final cut, this could have been amazing. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> music it could have been movie. amazing. What'd you think of the music? The, it's great. the music's fine. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It doesn't. There's that one big piece works. Colin was talking about that's playing for like for so long while the, while the scene is going. 25 yeah, or 30 all minutes. All the scenes of, are going, right? And it carries through. Yeah, like I, love that I like too, what he man. did with that the music. That is that there. is that is again like just like that's that's the connection between the scenes like in this like subtle audio way, right? Yeah, it's like I mean, so beautiful. much of this is beautiful. fucking brilliant, man. Yep. Yeah, I, I it's agree. Really with you. Smart. Is, it's really smart. Like all the directing is once again completely competent, steady hand, nice and detailed. Like it feels real. It feels like I'm there. Um, and I all think the Amy Mann music is really well used and is beautiful and comes off well. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, all the orchestrated music works perfectly with the scenes. Once again, if they were shorter, it would have worked just as well. Like, I don't think that making it shorter would have changed that. They would have just composed the music very differently. Yep. Um, but same same composer, though, it would sound and feel the same. So, um, But it's good, though, yeah. And... Uh, the cinematography it's a, a beautiful looking movie yeah yeah i never think about any none of that ever takes me out of it it's all really no no me neither it's and lots of long shots again and um like nothing yeah, quite as yeah. fancy as boogie nights Fun. it's more subtle but i think there are a few like you know one to two minute shots in this that go i went with the kid where where they went on multiple levels up the elevator and stuff was i think was crazier than the boogie night stuff yeah and then all of the people that were walking past and they would use them to catch up with other people. That was really interesting. Yeah, I thought they yeah. did a good job of that in the TV station. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're talking really about? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When he comes in from the rain and then yeah. uh, they're talking about meteorology and they go with the dad for a while and they catch back up with him and her. And Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant director. He just couldn't edit this one. <laughs> That's all. All right, well, With let's see. Where his editor is. You guys ready for a bottom line, no bullshit response here? All right, anybody yeah. want to particularly jump in? It sounds like you were ready to to, yeah. to unleash. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go first if that'll make you guys feel good. Um, it will, I, I think. It. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't think this movie holds up. Um. And it's a shame. It's such a shame. It's not a bad movie, and if you can if you can sit through this, and you ha- you're one of those people who can really take on a, a thick drama, um, it's almost like an epic drama, right? Um, but instead of epic and span, like scope and scale, it's just epic and characters, and all the characters are really likable, well done, uh, and their 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 struggles are fucking real and relatable, and it makes this movie feel super raw. It deals with a lot of like insanely heavy topics. Um, 
but I just I can't I can't with this movie I don't know if I could sit through this movie again honestly it's so fucking long and it's so thick um, and it just uh, it's not even like it doesn't pay off at the end because everything is like wrapped up and it doesn't linger too too long but you gotta close like eight eight to ten stories <sighs> And some good, some bad, and crazy shit happens, but that doesn't take me out of it. It's just that it's too fucking long. It's way too fucking long. And that means yeah, that the is. shorter version of this, likely after you'd edit it once to shorten, then certain characters you'd just be like, why do you need that anymore? And then they would go. I think you could get to like maybe a two hour, sub two hour movie with some of the key people. I don't know if that'd be any good or if you just should have worked on that and had like some other in and out characters, which they did a much better job in Boogie Nights of than this. And Boogie Nights was long, but didn't feel long. This felt like a slog. So, unfortunately, based on those things, uh, I just it just doesn't hold up. It, it's not bad by any means, though. I'd like to state that point. In fact, tons of good about this. So, if it's not bad, does it not hold up? No, it doesn't. Because I used to, I used to really like feel like this movie was like worth the time investment. Yeah, and it's just not. And. Um, uh, it, it, like I said, it, 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 it this is like a heartbreaking thing for me because, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, like you could just you could write like epic classes and acting on how to play an amazing role like this, and it's yeah, no doubt. Wow, it's crazy. Like so, if the, I, if, I, if he was a major character and the old man didn't matter as much, but then it just because everything has to be so connected and it's too big it's too big. There's too many ideas and threads need to be simplified, and it's just not enjoyable. It makes me like angry that they didn't leverage the best of the best i i i would say that there's a brilliant 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 movie in this movie but it's not it hasn't been found yet it's it's lost in the 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 length as well because look at boogie nights boogie nights is two hours and 35 minutes long that is a long ass fucking movie two hours and 35 minutes there is not one moment of that movie that i ever thought it was too long not one moment not one moment I look at my watch. Not one moment I thought about it. Not one. Yeah. And that's a long ass movie. This movie is uh, about forty-five minutes longer than that. And if you cut out forty-five minutes, you could have found that in this movie too. So it doesn't hold up. No, because of that. Because because I know there's something better in here, and he didn't. And he didn't take the time to edit it down to it. He he left way too much in. He could not kill those darlings. He couldn't do it. And he ruined his own movie. And it didn't have to be ruined. And John's right. I used to love this movie. I saw this movie in the theater oh, in boy. 1999. Uh, Christmas, I got back from my visiting my family and I went to this movie with my friend who was at the Film Society. And we went and saw it at the Plaza Theater in Kensington. And it was amazing. And I loved it. And I and I watched this movie many times since and loved it. But watching it under the guise of hold up, it does not hold up. That's how I know it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you you be the expert on it for sure. I've just seen it a lot, and every time I've watched it, I've fallen in love with other characters. But a hundred percent, Jim Kern and uh, Glor- uh, Claudia and Tom Cruise uh, are the best characters of the movie they're the ones that i like the most and enjoy the most philip seymour hoffman and everyone else's performance is amazing this won uh, many awards for best ensemble cast and things like that and sure and and uh, i mean 
P.T. Anderson won the Golden Bear in, in Berlin, which is their like highest film honor. He won the Gold Bear for this movie. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a brilliant movie in here, but it doesn't hold up in 2022. Now, Brent, you've been known I, in the past to defend a movie or two on <laughs> yeah, that's resting true. on your laurels. Like, just Sometimes you want to give a movie a fair shake and you're like, I'm going to just get that counterpoint in here and talk about that. But I have a feeling that you have a soft spot for this movie that we're going to hear about right now. <laughs> I feel that I want to hear. Well. I want to hear cuz like I do too. Let's go. Here's something you maybe <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> Julianne Moore was nominated for an Oscar this year and it wasn't for this movie. And now here's something that you definitely know. This movie wasn't nominated for best editing. <laughs> <laughs> now, all that being said, I am appalled at the both of you. Oh no. Um the idea that you guys would say this doesn't hold up. Oh my god. I don't god. do it with it any breaks pleasure. My old heart. Hey, Gives me I'm the one who my loved this the most. Here. I'm the one who loved this the most. This is the most I know. crushing to me. I know, man. Out of out of all of us, I mean, as John said, you are you are like the most learned Magnolia uh, aficionado that I know. But I will say that this movie is you got like you said it this it, this has got a brilliant, 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 brilliant movie in it. I think that this movie is brilliant. I think that the characters are super dynamic and interesting put together. I don't disagree that there are like a ton of cuts to be had here, but like. Like, look at the performances. And, like, like we talk about Boogie Nights and how that doesn't feel long, right? But it wouldn't. I mean, that movie is sex and drugs. Like, that feels fast. That is fun. This movie is cancer and thick fucking relationship problems and, like, like, uh, like, like just, like, depression and crushing anxiety. And it's There's a sex very and drug drugs. movie. There's a lot of drugs. There's, a lot of drugs. There's more drugs in this. Than all right, all right. Let him go. Let him go. This is. I his disagree with up. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely more drugs in Boogie Nights. Um, more people do them. Yeah. Jesus. Stop! <laughs> I didn't stop you. Okay. I apologize. So, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. I, I, apologize. I I think that this movie definitely holds up. I think it's fucking fantastic. I think the interplay of characters is great. Um, I love the philosophy behind it or what I attribute uh, to personal philosophy from whatever it is. I mean, I've read things. I read the whole Exodus stuff. I'm not even going to go down that wormhole to like research it. I just don't care that much. Yeah. Um, but a, behind a lot of the other themes, the things that are easier to grasp and, and look into... I kind of like the darkness of it, man. I like spending time with those things through the movie. I think that the, I think that it, it calls for much of the density. And I feel that this movie is a movie that needs to be long. I don't think it needs to be this long, but I do feel like, and I, I know that I said, I'd want to see the short movie. I do want to see the fucking two hour and 15 of this. Right. Um, but I find that this version holds up just the same. I think that, um, textured paint shows the best and this is that it's the characters are thick they become real people to you by not hurrying through things you aren't um 
you aren't creating a convenience out of these situations. You have to spend time with them and sit with them. I think that that gives the ending gravity. Um, and I think that Jesus Christ, uh, Julianne Moore blows it right out of the fucking water as well. Um, mm. So I think this movie holds up. Um, really surprised that not one of you guys said that it did. I thought this movie was going to be like problematic, but holds up clearly. Uh, so I'm very shocked. But, but it's like uh, the reason I, I know that it broke his heart. Yeah, no, you, feel you, 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 I, I don't like. I, I have a real tough time disagreeing with a lot of the statements you made. I think like the big factor on time comes down to like zero dark thirty. I think we all agreed could have had like twenty minutes cut, right? Yeah. So like that's like you know fifteen twenty percent maybe a little bit less if I'm doing my math kind of right on that one. This one needed more like a 30 to 30%, 35% cut. And that's, that's why, that's why I feel the way. Yeah. You, so for me, that's like an hour 20, isn't it? A third, a third of the movie needs to go. Oh, a third. So the reason like, Like, I I would allow this to be, if Boogie Nights is 235, this is a big story. You could at least give it 235, but that's 25, that's 40 minutes cut. Here's the thing, and that is a huge chunk, John's right. Here's the thing, too. I know I'm right about this because coming into P.T. Anderson month, I wasn't sure about Boogie Nights at all. And I'd seen Boogie Nights a lot of times, and I saw this movie a lot of times. And I wasn't sure if Boogie Nights was going to hold up at all. And I think Boogie Nights is a masterpiece, and I 100% thought this was going to hold up, and I'm sure it doesn't. That's how I know. Because I came into this with completely well, different opinion. Like all three before of us I making started. an opinion, and then one of us being told that he's wrong definitively. <laughs> I'm saying no. The reason I know I'm right for myself is because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Because I came, I came into this with the opposite opinion. That's how so, I know you're fucking wrong. Because I came into this movie going with the Just opposite kidding. opinion of this as I did with Boogie Nights, and th- I was flipped. By watching the movie again, my opinion was flipped on both going in. That's how yeah. I know. Boogie I mean, Nights a revelation doesn't mean that your next uh, revelation will be correct. But Jesus, Boogie Nights, there's no tying Bo- between these. You can make a Boogie mistake Nights, on movies. I've watched Boogie Nights since we've watched it, and I won't watch this one again for a very long time. But that's fine. But I don't think that you guys like the content the same. I love I the think content. That be- no, no, no. I think that because this this movie is somber as fuck. This movie is dark as fuck. Like, tell me when there's a scene in the sun. Do you know what I mean? Like, this movie takes it out of you, man. This movie is uh, is a grind. But Those are I my favorite good scenes. Grind. The scenes Some that you're talking work about. Work, man. The scenes the Hobbit, that you're... Read it. It's fucking way longer than it should the, be, but it's a speci- good book. The specific things that you're talking about are my favorite scenes in the movie. But they needed to get to them sooner, a lot sooner, 40 minutes sooner. And Fine. that is a problem. A it's too a problem. big of a problem to over, for this movie to overcome. I don't think so. Yes. When P.T. Anderson, I showed Brent after we watched the movie, P.T. Anderson and his girlfriend at the time, Fiona Apple. And he was getting her to pretend she was Magnolia. And he was screaming at her about how long she was and that she was too long. And he also screamed at her. Do people tell you that the Jason Robards monologue isn't too long? They're lying to you because it's too long. <laughs> Everything that P.T. Anderson was saying to her about Magnolia, I agreed with him that when he that he was saying that to Fiona Apple, 
He was right. It's the people who are saying that to her were correct. He was wrong and should have listened to those people. He what should was have the listened last to the thing producers. he said there when he says, uh, you could have been Boogie Nights or you should he's, have been oh, Boogie he's Nights. He's like, everyone loved Boogie Nights. Everyone saw Bo- Boogie Nights made money. Are you going to be the only child that doesn't make any money? <laughs> You're no Boogie Nights. You're no Boogie Nights, he says. And guess what? He's right that it is no Boogie Nights. It is too long. The Jason Robards monologue is way too long. The uh, Most of the art in this movie is Fiona Apple's. Yeah, that oh, is true oh, as well. Really? That yeah. magnolia, there's a magnolia painting on the wall when yeah. she says you should know better. You know it's what's never seen apparently. Do you know what's really the, funny I, is that th- this episode has gone a little long um, from what our normal is, and I've not, also not synopsis this movie. Um, so it's late in the game, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. All right. All right. So so Jim Jim is a cop, and he investigates some shit, and he loses his gun, and he meets a lady named Claudia, and she's a cokehead because her daddy diddled her, uh, and he's a game show host, um, and he hosts a game, and then um, there's a little kid on the game, and he's kind of smart, but he pisses his pants because his dad treats him shitty, and so does everybody at the TV station. Uh, and it's the same show where Donnie, a dude who's old now, won $100,000, but his parents stole from him, so he likes to drink a lot and thinks about getting braces. Uh, and he's going to get back at his boss by stealing some cash from him, but decides to change his mind, but gets him in contact with Jim Curring uh, because frogs have fallen from the sky. And a uh, dude who won a braces, Donnie, gets his teeth smashed in, so they put the money back. Uh, and then he goes to be with the cocaine lady. Uh, and then on the other side of town, we have uh, Tommy Boy Cruz, who dominates women's uh, private parts because he's so authoritarian and has a hugely stuffed pair of shorts. But he's super yeah, cut in this yeah. movie. Um, he saw his mom die and had to like get her through that because his dad left. And his dad's actually this TV producer guy who owns the TV station and all that shit. And uh, he's dying in bed with cancer. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's taking care of him. And Julianne Moore is his uh, uh, trophy wife, I guess, but she really loves him, but she gets a lot of drugs and then she can't deal with shit. So she tries to kill herself. Uh, but this kid uh, who finds a gun and gets rid of it, who's, you know, the cop's gun, he kind of calls 911 and she gets rescued and she's in the hospital and Tom Cruise going to go see her, but not until he goes see his dad and confronts him and then says, don't die, but he dies right in front of him. And then Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, orders some porn. Um... <laughs> Is that Donnie, Donnie, Jimmy? Oh yeah, Donnie, oh yeah. Then, oh, yeah, then, then Donnie, I, yeah, Donnie. I don't think braces is a good idea. Um, you got hit by lightning that time. Yeah, and then the mom of the dad who did bad things to Cynthia again. He has cancer and he tries to kill himself. But frogs fall to the sky and everyone comes together in this great reckoning of realization in their lives. And the mommy goes to Claudia and then Jim comes in and the mom's like, "Yeah, go into my daughter's room. I don't really give a shit." And then the movie ends and everybody's all crazy. So that's what it's about, right? So like, poof, just, no, I can't. I can't. Right on. That was a pretty good synopsis. How, somewhat out of order at times, but overall, It did because I went character-based instead of story-based. It, like oh. it felt like the movie because it was all over the Shots place. Shots fired didn't work. <laughs> Shots fired. Be, it needed to be edited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and some big sections of what I rambled on about there for too long should have been cut altogether. Okay. So, gentlemen, what's up next? Punch Drunk Love. What are we going to think about this one? It's P.T. Anderson's 35-minute, hour and 35-minute movie. His only one that's less than two hours long. So, yep. it's uh, that's impressive. Just that feat alone. 
Also, um, Punch Drunk Love, I believe, won one of the big awards at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, in the Palme d'Or, the Palme d'Or. It, I don't believe it might have won the Palme d'Or. It won. Or. It was it was very popular um, with the jury at the Cannes Film Festival. So that's that'll be really cool well, to see it again. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I remember really liking Adam Sandler in this because mostly I was sick of the comedies he was doing, and so to see him do something like this was like. He's a hey. muted performance in this. This is his um his uh, what's the movie where um. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. No, but it's yes, this Eternal is his Sunshine. internal. Yeah. This is his internal sunshine, but it's also um his uh, Stranger Things or whatever. Um, what? What? What's that movie where the guy's in the book and he like he's brushing his teeth and he can hear the Harry voiceover Potter. all the oh. time. Oh, he um, hears the voiceover <laughs> in his head all the time. Stranger, Stranger than, than fiction. fiction. Stranger Have we than done fiction. that? Stranger than fiction. We should do no, that. but we should do that because it's a great movie. It was I think a great we movie. Do that. Yeah, it was great. Okay, well, we'll think about that. I think we need uh, some more movies on the list because, yeah, we come up with good ones all the time. What do you think, Brent? Is is Punch Drunk going to hold up? I have actually only seen that once, and it was um, really recent considering when it was released. Like within the last three years, I'd say, Colin showed me because it was one of those movies where I was like, yeah, I'd never seen it. And he was like, what? (laughs) I don't remember us watching that. I'm actually actually not too... um, Sure, I I remember it being good, but I don't remember it being Amazing. like as fond of it as 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 I hear people claim. So, and then what's after that for PT? Uh, then we have there will be blued, Ooh. and then the master. Jesus, so five of those this month, five PTs. But at least the next one's fucking short. <laughs> yeah, bring it on, reasonable that. length movie. Because I think there will be blood is around two and a bring half hours. Bring it um, on, and I'm pretty sure the master is the same. The master, I think, is two fifteen or two twenty. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. master, if I remember right, uh, feels like four. Yeah. Well, we'll see. see, I've only seen the master once, and I did. Not I can't enjoy wait it. for you. I can't wait for you guys to watch that one again under once again this lens. Um, uh, I own it on Blu-ray, so we should watch it over here. Right on. Sick. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, we got lots of love to give and we know exactly where to put it to all of you for listening to us (laughs) in a too long podcast about a too long movie that actually we don't hate. So like lots of love for it and the individual love the movie in some cases for the the entirety of the whole. So like I think that means you got to go watch it and you got to let us know what you think. So uh, other than that come in next week for punch drunk love get that into your eye holes and ear holes and we'll see you then thanks for coming up to this one it's always been a pleasure and as always enjoy your shit thanks for listening everyone make sure you follow us on instagram our handle is hold up underscore podcast you can fire us a comment or two add a movie to our wish list and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.